the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Oh, they had it and they lost it. They were in it. But the Braves are really darn good. The Brewers get swept in a three-game weekend series down in Atlanta. Today's final 8-6, to six, Matt Olson. His turn to have a multi-homer game. Man, you blink, and it's just uh, you're never comfortable against that team. The only uh, good news out of it is that the Brewers don't have to face them again for the rest of the regular season. I'm Dominic Catronio, 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the program today. I am joined by Jeff Cirillo here this afternoon, and, and Jeff, you can agree or disagree, but the the phrase or kind of the the reaction to this for me is that the Brewers played well, but they got beat this weekend. Whereas last weekend they competed and they lost, they just flat out got beat this weekend. The other team won all three games. They did so doing what they do best, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And I'm not going to lose much sleep over this weekend, but... The Braves are just a really, really well-constructed lineup. Oh, you, you said it right. I mean, they just left, just keeps on coming. It's one of those lineups that doesn't just beat you with, with, with speed and just getting on base. They're aggressive. You know, a perfect example, right? Colin Ray today is a guy that, you know, he's going to throw all his pitches. He's trying to get attack and, and, and get early strikes. And, and you saw just that the Braves are just, doesn't matter what, if it's fastball or slide, they're just looking at a box in the middle of the plate. And uh, it seems like when, when they do damage, they do big damage. And unfortunately, you know, they ran into a hot Asuna. And obviously, Matt Olson today. He's been, uh, like last weekend, it was Riley. Uh, and now this weekend, it was Azuna and then Olsen. You just can't take a breath. And it seemed like Acuna was on base every other at-bat. This is what good teams do with their offense. And they're able to get, you know, just unrelenting. Now, nobody ever has a lineup this deep, one through nine. But... Even, I mean, the Brewers were in the situation they wanted, right? They're going to their strength. They're going to their bullpen. Hobie Milner then gives up the homer to Ozuna. Pioms gives up the two-run shot in a tie game to Olsen. The Brewers had it where they wanted it, and it goes back to that first point where they got beat. I, I just have a hard time of saying they should have won that game, but you could say they could have won that game, in my opinion. I mean, given all of the runs, were scored on home runs. So just four pitches back is the difference of the game. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's one of those ones, if you look at the, the format for success for the Brewers this season, it's just kind of turnover. And we're going to beat you with our bullpen. And uh, today, I mean, it, it seems like Piquero got, got fit by him last week. And then today it was probably, you know, hasn't been touched upon since, like, what, June 8th, I think it was. Uh, so, I mean, you got to tip your cap to, to, to the Braves. Um, you know, I mean, it's one of those teams that if the Brewers want to get to the World Series, that's the team they're going to have to go through. So, I mean, they have they have a lot of information on each other. Uh, they were competitive games, and today's one of those games that could have gone either way. But it just shows you uh, in the major leagues that, you know, that Fiance, I mean, he, he's been unbelievable. I mean, what a great addition. But it, the Braves, they make you earn your 27 outs. And I don't want to overreact. Now, yesterday was a blowout after one inning, 6 nothing. But, I mean, the Brewers still scored 
18 runs this weekend. And I, I want to make it clear, too. I'm not making excuses. And we're also not going to sit here and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. But at the end of the day, it, it kind of leveled out. The Brewers got to miss Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider, and Max Fried's been injured. And on the flip side, Brewers fans can point to the Braves and say, well, you missed Corbin Burns and a healthy Brandon Woodruff and a very effective Wade Miley all season. So th- that's just the way the schedule goes. But... I, I still feel, and unless the Braves make a change, I truly feel this way. Maybe people will disagree with me. I don't think the Braves have enough pitching to be, you know, into a World Series. Now they can hit, they can hit the doors off the place. But I'm very concerned about their pitching staff. The Brewers can certainly use a few more offensive bats. Kind of like they're kind of the mirror images of each other, where they need each other's strengths to get further on into the season. Oh, that's exactly right. Obviously, their defense and their bullpen, um, and uh, of course, and then they have the ace to, to take game one. But that being said, I think the Braves, you'll see the Braves being active here at the trade deadline. You know, they'll probably they figure out if they need to start pitching. This depends on what Max Street, you know, rehab schedule looks like. Um, and, you know, with the Brewers, I'm sure the Brewers will, will tinker as well uh, with their lineup. Obviously, they did a smaller piece in grabbing Carlos Santana, a power bat, and, you know, he was on this play today hitting his first home run for the Brewers. I want to get to the phone lines here real quick. We're at the until just past 4.30 tonight, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brian in Tosa, you are live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, well, you must you must be one of half full. I'm half empty. We are not anywhere uh, with the Braves. Yes, they're pitching. Their bullpen is terrible. From you know Their starters, though, if they get healthy, and that offense, nobody – not even the Dodgers, as banged up as they are, nobody's going to knock them off uh, in the National League. Acuna's going to win, or Olsen's going to win the MVP. Uh, it's like I say, key injury that could derail them. But and the Texas Rangers are going all in. We got Santana, okay, decent move. But what what are we doing? Uh, we just we don't we aren't doing it. And uh, I'm concerned that I just think it's going to be another flame out, and we're going to be disappointed in the end. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the honesty there, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Uh, as far as the going all in, uh, I, Jeff, I'm sure you agree with me on this. I, I'm not convinced Max Scherzer is the same Max Scherzer he was two years ago when he was the get for the Dodgers in 2021. I feel like kind of Justin Verlander's the guy to get out of the Mets, not Scherzer. But, yeah, the, the, the Rangers are going after it. They've extended Seager. They've extended Simeon. Uh, they've they're adding some expensive pitching, and they're still only one game up in their division, so that's still no guarantee for them. And the Brewers still have two days to do something here with the deadline. Aside from Carlos Santana, I, I'm not going to rush to judgment. And you're right, I am a half full guy, Brian, but I'm not going to rush to judgment until this deadline passes to see if the Brewers can do something here in the eleventh hour. What did you think about that, Jeff? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, well, here's the thing with the Brewers, right? It's one of those teams that, you know, they want to be competitive every season, right? And you can't just start giving up on prospects, right? To get starting pitching back, you know, you're going to have to somewhat sell the farm, and I don't think the Brewers are in a position to do that. They want to be relevant and stay consistent like they've been doing for the last nine years under Craig Council. And uh, for you to see a big-ticket item like a Scherzer or Verlander coming off the board, you know, you're going to have to give up some pieces, and especially controllable pieces. I don't, I don't know if the Brewers, they'll be very reluctant to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just someone. They're they're a team that has to rely on their prospects, and it's also worth reminding folks they're not going to trade Jackson Churio. This kid is the next, as some scouts have called, the Ronald, next Ronald Acuna Jr. So uh, they've got that kid coming up in the organization. Uh, they're excited about Sal Freelich. He's not a cleanup hitter, but the way this offense has rolled, they need to get him out of that spot. We're going to talk a little bit more. We got plenty of time here on the program. I asked a question on Twitter, and I'd love to hear some responses on this. I'm going to read some of these responses coming up a little bit later. You know, you're through these 23-game stretch uh, against contending teams. Seven straight series against contending teams. They go 13-10 and 10 over these last 23 games. And are you satisfied, neutral, or dissatisfied? Go to at Dom underscore Catronio. Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O if you want to answer to that. This is Brewers Extra Innings brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities that's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More with Jeff, your text, your calls. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Rolling along, I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us as well. Quickly, let's get to our player of the game. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. I, I think it starts and ends, if we're looking at the whole game perspective, with Matt Olson hitting uh, his sixth multi-homer game of the season, including the game-winning blow in the eighth inning. But I want to make sure we just give a little bit of credit to what the uh, the Brewers offense did. Specifically, William Contreras is having the month of his life, a two-run double that gave the Brewers the lead in the sixth inning. But it, it, it's it's all about Matt Olson today, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, Matt Olson was the guy who used a lot of when they were down and then they're losing it. He's one of the big two-run home run against a guy that's been untouchable uh, for this whole month and a half, uh, Swain Pimps. I mean, right? I mean, it's one of those ones you can, as a Brewer fan, you watch him come into the game, you're feeling pretty stable. Okay, if we get through this inning, we maybe sneak out a run here, and then we turn over to Williams. That's kind of been the recipe for success for the Brewers for today. Matt Olson was a little bit better, and uh, I mean, you do have to give a hat tip to, to Contreras with a big two-out hit. You know, it's just the ability, I mean, and for any young kid that's out there, just the ability to handle breaking balls out over the plate, just handle that pitch away. You know, he, he obviously, you know, they made, they made reference to the, he and the Q, uh, but, you know, the first pitch slider out of the plate, you know, I know as a baseball player, in those situations, you know, I know he's a breaking ball guy. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking first pitch out over the plate, breaking ball, that's what he got. And so uh, it was just a great month for him. It's been pretty great stuff from Contreras. He's up to a two seventy six batting average. Yelich went yard today, too, so that was some good news. Bryce Duran got a couple of singles. Otherwise, no other uh, extra base hits. And also the Santana home run. I forgot to mention that. So that, lead, that leads us to talking a little bit about Mr. Smooth, the newest brewer, Carlos Santana. So a little taste of what he's going to bring to the Brewers. Some great defense. Made a nice pick on that 3-6-1 double play that was key to get Harris earlier in the game. And then, of course, a rocket of a home run to right field. And Santana, I mean, for the next three weeks or so, is going to be pretty much the everyday first baseman while they wait on Riley Tellez to return. So 
today, in my opinion, is kind of a taste of, all right, this is this is Mr. Smooth, and let's see what he can do in the three spot in this offense. Yeah, I mean, in Santana, at this stage of his career, probably not, but he does give presence. He does have power. And even in the last inning, you saw him, he works at bat, and he's not afraid to go deep in the cups, and he gives you quality major league at bats. You know, it's not going to be a high batting average, per se, but he's going to be one of those guys that's going to make the pitcher fight, and, and you always like that presence in the lineup, and he has leadership ability, and he's one of those guys that's had a lot of success on teams that have a ton of success. So it's nice to have a veteran presence come walking through the door as we wait for Rowdy Gillespie. He's going to be so important because the defense is one of the main reasons they got him. But now as you look at the rest of the National League, I think there are a lot of teams that would have loved to have had him. And with the the Cubs committing to Cody Bellinger now at this point, the Cubs are sticking to their guns. And they lost today, but their eight-game winning streak is snapped to the Cardinals. But there isn't that much offense available here at the deadline. And we see the Cardinals starting their fire sale with the Jordan Montgomery, Chris Stratton, Jordan Hicks uh, on their way to the American League. Hicks going to the Blue Jays, Stratton and Montgomery going to the Rangers. But there's there's not a lot of offense available, and the Cardinals kind of hold a major key in Paul Goldschmidt. Now, I'd be absolutely flabbergasted if Paul Goldschmidt were traded at all, not just to the Brewers or within the division. I'd be flabbergasted if they trade him. But they could get a heck of a haul now that the Brewers already got Santana. The Brewers have been linked to a guy like Eloy Jimenez. Uh, they've been linked to other hitters. There just aren't many available. I, I I don't know how the Eloy move would fit. I, I, I mean, he doesn't play defense. He's a DH only. I think there are enough red flags there that, that worry me about acquiring a guy like him. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, yes, he brings presence, and yes, he brings a good batting average and some power. But, you know, I mean, having flexibility in the lineup when you just have a DH only really, uh, you know, a stranglehold over the lineup and, and, and create counsel where sometimes you like to see the others that, you know, half a day blow with, with being at the DH position. And for me, you know, I mean, if that guy is not hitting at all, you know, it's, it's a detriment to having that personality. And you have to give back, give up. Something to get, you know, maybe you get to give up um, Weimer or you have to go Frederick or, or something like that or Bryce Strain. I mean, those are the guys that are, that are going to be looked at, right? They're controllable people that have had a little bit of success uh, at the major level and had a lot of success at the minor league level. So those are the guys. So if, you know, you ask Brewers fans, like, well, you know, we need, we need to make a splash, but, you know, is it worth, worth getting up, you know, one of these guys that's under control? Uh, what's for a team that, that needs to keep their, their um, salary under control? A text here from Aaron in Illinois. Tough series. Not sure many teams would have much success against that team in that park. Running out would be their five, six, and seven starting pitchers. Sounds like we get Wade Miley back on Wednesday. That is true. And Woody has one more rehab start. Then let's see what happens. And I do like the Santana trade. I appreciate the text there, Aaron. Get to the second half of your question. We'll talk a little bit more coming up about the thoughts of this stretch of the schedule. The Brewers are about to face some weaker opponents, but you can't take anybody for granted. The Brewers getting ready for the Nats this week. We'll preview that and talk a little bit more about what's to come for the crew right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us. We'll get to our difference-making moment 
in just a second. Get to the phone lines. James on the south side, you are live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, you guys uh, picked up Santana the other day. Uh, do you feel that, uh, okay, Rowdy's going to come on back in three weeks or less, uh, and you got guys that can cover first base uh, somewhat. Uh, you feel Santana could be uh, traded off with somebody else and uh, – we could get some, another piece or, or whatever, or take Rowdy and uh, trade him, uh, put something together and get rid of Rowdy. I don't know. If, which, which if you... anything, it would be Rowdy would be on the move. I can't see the Brewers flipping Carlos Santana that quickly. They make they make very, you know, very precise moves, and and even then, I think they would like Rowdy's bat back. Even if Santana's playing first and he's got better defensive ability than Rowdy does, Rowdy could be the DH, and that's where you have the cloudy future of Jesse Winker. And the Brewers are going to continue to to look the uh, to look at the market. And Winker is on the IL right now with back spasms, but uh, you know it, it kind of feels like the Luke Voigt situation when he was put on the IL and never came back. So. The Brewers have two more days to decide how much more they're going to add. Tuesday at 5 o'clock is the deadline. 5 o'clock Central Time is the deadline for the trading period. Appreciate the call there, James. Jeff, as I welcome you in, this was a really fun game. Just wrapping up, putting a bow on today's game. Uh, 8-6 the final, 6-6 back and forth. And obviously Olsen hits the homer, but were there any other difference-making moments for you in this contest? No, the one was just the, the ambush. Just the, the, if you watch all three of these games, just the ambush that the, the Braves uh, did. Uh, the Albies taking first pitch slider from Pines and kind of dumping it in there. And, you know, we all know that Christian Yellis kind of plays, he plays a very deep left field, right? And so a lot of times he'll be able to get the balls that are in the gaps that are deeper or maybe played at, at the plate or at the wall. But when you play that deep and, uh, it, you know, not only it, it – it leads to some of those bloopers, but then the secondary that gets a double out of that hit. So it's not like they said, but it starts, it starts the inning with a guy at second base, basically. Yeah, I, I I think that was just one of those bloop, and if it was anyone slower than Ozzy Albies, they're not going to be on second base in that scenario. But granted, when he hit it over the wall, he can't do anything about that when Olsen hit it out. My difference-making moment, I'm actually going to go, if the Brewers got greedy there in that sixth inning, Bases loaded, only one out for Yelich. He bounced into a 3-4-3 out. I mean, Olsen could have made it a double play if it wasn't ramped out of his glove. I mean, he hit it hard, but I thought that moment, and Yelich is not the reason they lost this game. He had two runs batted in, including a walk and two runs scored. But, you know, they were inches away from that being an inning-ending double play as opposed to at least a base hit to set the stage for Contreras' double. I thought, yes, the Brewers took the lead, but they had an opportunity to get really greedy against McHugh, and they were not able to do it. It's brought to you by NX Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. And forget commission sales pitches or financial products you don't need. Know the difference. NX provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to NXWealth.com. So I addressed this poll a little bit earlier uh, asking... Okay, 23 games against com- competitive teams. They uh, they go 13-10. and 10. And now you're going to get four straight series against sub-500 teams. Washington, Pittsburgh, Colorado, the White Sox. I asked, are you feeling satisfied, neutral, or dissatisfied over these last 23 games going 13-10? and 10? The majority was neutral. About half the vote of 273 votes were feeling neutral. Then it was satisfied at 35% of the vote. Very few 
were dissatisfied. So I leave the question to you, Jeff. How would you be feeling uh, as a Brewers fan going 13-10 and 10 after seven consecutive series against contenders? Uh, I think you should feel great about it. I think that the Brewers have been playing some great baseball. I mean, we talked about it. We showed some when they were in May and even parts of June where it was like, okay, this is 500 teams. This is a below 500 teams. And then all of a sudden, you know, I think it kind of started with Corbin Burns starting to be Corbin Burns. And then, and then Yelly kind of doing what Yelly does, right? I and mean, this is a guy that was, you know, in the 260-265. And now he's kind of creeping back almost to that 300 range. So you have your, your two-star players that are, that are performing. And then that bullpen, Ions, Figueroa, and Williams in the back end. You know, you can see the pieces of why they're successful and why they have an opportunity to only win a division, but to go far into the playoffs. So I think 13 and 10 is a great record. Um, you've established that, that, that you've got the Reds number a little bit. So that, that's one of those things where the big brother, the little brother thing, you know, the Reds are kind of the up and coming team and they're kind of beating everyone else, but they're not quite able to get over the, the Brewers up, right? It's kind of always the series when the Brewers were always trying to overtake the Cardinals, you know, and it's one of those ones where they were the big brother and the Brewers were the brother. So I think the 13-10 is a great record. That doesn't really mean anything because, you know, I mean, we've seen it, you know, with the Tigers in the, in the, in the Open A series, you know, major league teams, it doesn't matter. It's a long season and it's a long run of soap opera. So it's still a matter of playing good baseball and the, and the Nationals playing on the road. I mean, the Brewers are on the road, so, I mean, it's not always easy to win on the road. But they, the Brewers fans should be really feel really good about it. Yeah, I agree. I I think yes, you go one in five against the the Braves, but you also in that stretch had a sweep on the road of your own against the Reds. So it kind of those kind of cancel each other out. And then would you have liked to have gone two and four? You know, avoid that sweep today. Absolutely. But you won the series against the Reds, and by the way, they're up seven to nothing right now in the Dodgers. So. At the end of the day, don't panic. The Reds are going to be in first place. But then look at the calendar. Tomorrow's July 31st. There is so much season left in this one. And also, mind you, the Reds haven't acquired any pitching yet. If they get more pitching, then I'm going to start getting concerned about them winning the division. But we talked about it briefly yesterday. This National League pitcher, just stay in the fight, man. If you have another 23-game stretch... Regardless of opponent, where you're 13 and 10, you're going to stay in this fight. You are gaining ground because now the Brewers have this opportunity. The Nats have been swinging the bats well, but they have arguably the worst bullpen in baseball and not a great starting staff. Then you get the Pirates, and you have their number this year. Aside from the one walk-off, you've won every game against them. Then you get the Rockies, and I'm ready for some revenge against the Rockies after getting swept by them in May when the team was maybe at its lowest point. And then you get the White Sox, and they're in a fire sale right now. So these next four series... 13 consecutive games against sub-500 teams before you face the Dodgers and the Rangers again. This is where you get greedy. This could really help decide who's going to take control, how comfortable are you going to be in the postseason. I'm looking for 10 wins here. I asked for 7 wins on that 10-game road trip, and I got it. So I'm going to ask for 10 wins over these next 13. Well, that's, that's a lofty goal there. Um, like I got to tell you, that's uh, going 10-3 in the major leagues. But as we've seen throughout this season, it seems like the Reds have gone these long Reds, Giants, Reds again, and then even the Cubs, right, in eight games in a row. So you've seen these long win streaks put together by these teams. Uh, so I, I don't think you can uh, – 10-3 would be a lofty goal, but I think that it's, it's definitely doable. It's doable. I think it's a lofty goal, and I'm putting it there on purpose. Do I expect them 
To win every series, absolutely. But I'm hoping for at least one sweep in there. Because, I mean, on paper, you look at it, and the best news yet, and this is the text from Aaron that I wanted to address as well, you know, what's the long-term status for Woodruff coming back and Justin Wilson coming back? Justin Wilson's probably going to be out for the rest of the year. They'll get some more testing done here in Milwaukee, but he's probably out of this bullpen. But you're getting Wade Miley back on Wednesday. You'll probably get Brandon Woodruff back on this homestand, too. And... I know Julio Tehran was placed on the IL. He's probably done as a Brewer. Then you have to decide what you're going to do with Colin Ray and Adrian Hauser. And if this team adds another batter to, whether it's Jamer Candelario, whether it's Jimenez, or it's someone off the radar that we're thinking of, or Tyler Black gets called up, this team, in these next 13 games, I see it, man. I truly see it to set up that showdown with the Dodgers coming up in two and a half weeks. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, and as soon as to say, like, with Adrian Hauser and Larry, I mean, if the season has showed you anything, <laughs> you know that Wade Miley has already gone to the L twice, so you don't know if he's going to be able to finish up the season. You don't know what you're getting back with Woodruff. Herb Burns has been on the L. So, I mean, all these guys and all these pieces, they, they all come together, and it's not just a rush of 25 anymore, right? It takes about 35 guys to get through this season. So every one of those those pieces that you're you're mentioning right now is the starting pitching and they're all gonna play a valuable role. It's gonna come down to all twenty six guys and Kudos to Craig Council sticking with the hot bats. You know, Toro got back in there today. Monasterio has impressed, but reinforcements are coming. Brian Anderson is on a rehab assignment starting this week in Nashville. Brandon Woodruff's going to pitch on Tuesday in Nashville. Wade Miley will be activated on Wednesday. The cavalry's coming, if you will. The cavalry's coming, and it couldn't come at a better time. And plus, you know, Matt Arnold's working the phones right now. He's got about mm, 48 hours or so to decide if he's going to be able to add anybody to this team. Jeff Cirillo, this is going to be a, a fun couple of days, and we'll chat with you again tomorrow. Great. Look forward to it. All right. Cirillo joining us here on the show. Another 30 minutes or so left in the program. we got more to talk about in this one, including who's hot. That's coming up next right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Brewers fall 8-6. to six. I'm Dom Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 to call or text into the show. I want to read some of these responses to the poll that I asked a moment ago. Uh, expected them to go 2-4 and four against Atlanta, so a little disappointed. That's from Brock and Sturgeon Bay. Satisfied for sure. Unfortunately, despite the Reds' domination, we still could be trailing them after today, and that is going to be the case most likely. Uh, Laura tweeting in, Losses to the Braves hurt, but we also didn't have our best starting pitching against them. Remaining optimistic since our bats got going, and we're doing well against other teams. Julie tweeting in, they are staying with contenders, except Atlanta, and have stronger pitching coming back. Let's get the bats going indeed. Uh, this is an interesting one, too. The road record against the Braves, Diamondbacks, and Giants is 1-8, and eight, and you still have to play the Rangers, Dodgers, and Yankees. They need to be better than 1-8. and eight. That won't do it. That's a great point. They still got three big series lurking. Now, of those three teams, the Yankees scare me the least. And I know they've got Aaron Judge, and I know they've got Giancarlo Stanton. they got nothing else. Nothing. And Cole has been good. Rod- Rodon is getting better. But... Cortez is on his way back. The Yankees lineup does not scare me, aside from Aaron Judge. But yes, that series certainly lurks in September. 
They need to make a huge run these next three, four series before going to L.A. You need to win two out of three minimum against each, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. That one's from Tyler as well. A mixed bag was one of the tweets as well. And Evan saying, sell everything at the deadline. Come on, Evan. No, no, I disagree. I completely disagree. This is potentially the last hurrah for Craig Council. That's why I think there's more reason the Brewers should be going after it, in my opinion. Uh, is Eloy Jimenez a fit? I don't know, but he wasn't in the lineup today for the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox got shut out today by Cleveland 5 to nothing. What do you do? Do you go get Eloy Jimenez? Do you go get somebody maybe off the radar when it comes to a bat that's available? You know, Jamer Candelario has been a popular comment to acquire, and if you get him this week, you would just have him switch clubhouses with the Nationals. He's been having a good bounce-back season, hitting two fifty eight with an eight twenty three OPS. It's his best OPS since the shortened season in 2020, his best OPS in a full season since 2017. So Candelario, he's got 16 homers, 30 doubles this season too. Uh, when I look at some of the numbers defensively for Candelario, he's a league average defender at third base, which has been a log jam. So do you, and you got Brian Anderson on the way back, you got to decide, okay, does B.A. go to the outfield and you option Blake Perkins? Do you, uh, you know, do you put uh, Andre Monasterio at second base if you're bringing back, uh, if you're bringing in Candelario, what do you do with B.A. in that scenario since B.A. is a rental? He's only here for another two months. Candelario would be a rental. He's only here for a couple of months. So these are all of the decisions being weighed right now on Matt Arnold and company. So the Brewers have to figure out also what they would give up. And we talked about Jackson Churio in yesterday's show, uh, and he has been awesome to say the least. I want to remind you about what's happening in AAA with a guy that maybe Brewers fans have forgotten about that's certainly still on the radar to be up in the big leagues again this year, and that is Luis Urias. Weicho leading off today. Uh, he is 0-for-1. He's got a sacrifice fly He's been playing a lot better as of late. I remember we gave an update on what's going on with him down in AAA about a week and a half ago, and he started to turn a small corner here in July, a 402 on base, an 868 OPS. He's got four homers in AAA right now. And and for Weicho, I think it's really important for him to get some consistent playing time, and the Brewers would have to make a decision defensively, okay, if if they don't get Candelario and they want to keep Monasterio around with Brian Anderson on the way back, what do they do at second base and what do they do at shortstop right now? Because in, in my opinion, Willie Adamas needs a day. And it's been a real tough stretch for Willie. Uh, Terang got a couple of knocks today, which was good to see, but uh, the defense has certainly kept him up in the big leagues right now. Do you call on Weicho? When do you bring him back? Uh, he's on a good stretch here as of late. Is it smoke and mirrors? But for Weicho, remember such a stop and start season for him. You know, the I, I'll say it every time. He had the World Baseball Classic with Team Mexico, so he wasn't with the team for most of spring training. And then in the first game, he has a serious uh, hamstring strain, misses about two months, comes back, underperforms, not playing great, goes back down to AAA. And now, because he's in playing time, it's kind of like he's restarted his season and trying to make his way back to the show. I, I wonder what the Brewers are thinking with Weicho 
in that regard. Other good news down on the farm is that Eric Lauer is pitching again. He threw an inning in the uh, Arizona Complex League. Uh, he was on the temporarily inactive list in AAA, and now he's pitching again one inning at a time down in Arizona. The The Brewers have been pretty mum about his status, but that's just something to make sure we bring up. But Weicho is a pick for someone to keep an eye on. Uh, it's all brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And they've got just a couple days left of their sale. Get up to $1,000 off of a Daikin furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. And financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. We've got a little bit more time here on the show with you for another 20 minutes or so, uh, 20 minutes or so this evening. All the way up until four, just after four thirty. So, eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. More to come here on WTMJ. Now, more Brewers extra innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. This is normally the part of the show where we play Craig Council, but. Sometimes technical difficulties happen, and uh, we won't have counsel for you here today on the program. Just want to take a quick peek at the scoreboard right now before we talk a little bit about what's to come and some injury updates here on the program, too. Again, the Reds all over the Dodgers, so by the end of the day, they're going to be a half game up on the Brewers, assuming that they get the the victory there and the Dodgers don't do something Epic there as well. But the other thought uh, with the National League picture right now, you got to keep an eye on those Cubs. Mentioned it earlier. They lost today to the suddenly fire sale Cardinals 3 to nothing. The Cubs are 53 and 52. They are certainly still in this hunt in the uh, National League, not just for the wild card, but for the Central. Other National League teams that are Relevant to the Brewers race, the Marlins beat the Tigers 8-6. to They're currently in the wild card. And the Phillies lost again to the Pirates. And 6-4, to a walk-off again in that one for Pittsburgh as Josh Palacios hit a walk-off two-run homer in that one as this uh, certainly escalated quickly for the Phillies. They, they're looking for some bullpen help right now as well. The Giants are out to a one nothing lead right now on the Red Sox. Giants won yesterday as well. Giants are in this front. So looking at the NL wildcard standings right now, the Brewers will be in a current half-game deficit of the Giants, depending on what they do today. Now, Let's say the Giants win that game and they move to 58 and 48. The Brewers are at 57 and 49, so they will be one game back, but in the second wild or third wild card spot. I beg your pardon, because Arizona is playing right now and losing to the Mariners three nothing. Then you got Miami, who's already won at 57 and 49. Point is, this is going to be a logjam, and I might have to make this a bit weekly of just checking in on all the tiebreakers and everything going on right now, but. First in the wild card to the third team out of the wild card standings, the Cubs. That's all separated by just four games. It is going to change daily. And the Brewers just got to keep themselves in the fight for a little bit longer. We're going to talk about some highlights coming up next. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 
Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Game three down in Hotlanta, and boy, was it steamy, and the ball was flying at Truist Park, making it so important to get out to an early lead, and the Brewers were gifted their first run of the game. Down in the dirt, gets away from Murphy. Here comes Yelich to the plate. He'll score. Brewers on the board. Great base running from Yelich. He got an amazing read on that ball that didn't get all that far away from Murphy. Lane Grindle on the call there. The Brewers had runners on the corners and nobody out, but that would end up being the only run they scored in that first inning. But in the blink of an eye, once again, Austin Riley hits another home run to left center field, 463 feet away off of Colin Ray to give the Braves a 2-1 lead. Fast forward coming up to the third inning. There's that man again. It's Christian Yelich. Now the pitch. Hit in the air in the left field with some carry to it. Rosario chasing back onto the track, turns around, watches it sail into the bullpen. Goodbye, Christian Yelich, opposite field, game-tying home run. A shot for Yelly, his 16th of the year, all tied at two. Then, just two batters later, how about the new guy, Mr. Smooth, Carlos Santana? Pitches ripped into the right field corner. Is it high enough to get out? Yes, it is. Over the wall. Goodbye. Carlos Santana, welcome to the crew. His first hit with the Brewers is a go-ahead solo home run in the third. 3-2 Milwaukee. Josh Maurer on the call for both of those. 3-2 crew. But once again, in the bottom half of the inning, Matt Olson, a three-run homer. Made it 5-3 after a nine-pitch battle of a walk to Austin Riley. Some controversy about the final pitch that was called a ball. They wanted it, didn't get it. You move on, you give up the home run. However, the Brewers showed some fight in this one in the sixth inning. They ended up loading the bases with only one out. Christian Yelich hit a ground out to score a run to make it a 5-4 ball game. And then William Contreras, an emotional past couple of weekends facing his old team, making it hurt against the Braves. The pitch, and Contreras, a line drive into right center field. That's down for a base hit. Two runs are going to score. Contreras turns first. He's headed for second, and he slides in there safely. The Brewers take the lead on William Contreras' two-run double here in the top of the sixth. Then they handed it to the bullpen after that, and uh, it did not go according to plan. Once again, in the bottom half of the inning, the Brewers took the lead. A home run, this time from Marcelo Zuna to tie the game. In fact, All five times the Brewers took the lead in a game this series against the Braves. The Braves responded in the bottom half of the inning by getting a tied game or the lead back. Absolutely ridiculous stuff from their offense. So now it's 6-6, and the Brewers trying to keep it that way with some great defense and some careless base running from former Brewer Orlando Arcia. 0-2. Peguera set at the belt, and he throws. Swinging a line drive into center field for a base hit. How about that? Read well by Arcia. He's going first to third. The throw is strong from Perkins. And out at third, Orlando Arcia. Blake Perkins with a huge play from center. A great play. His fourth outfield assist. Peguero throws zero up in the seventh. But then in the eighth, the big blow from Matt Olson. A two-run shot off of Yoel Piomps. His first earned run allowed since early June. He has been on one heck of a tear, and he finally is human against the best lineup in baseball. 
a two-run shot the difference as the Braves this one win this one by a final of eight to six and finish the sweep against the Brew Crew. We'll take our final break and uh, we'll actually hear from Craig Council on this one. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Before we get to Council, I want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, you can call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupe and Abraham, H-U-P-Y dot com. Here's what Craig Council had to say about today's loss. And, well, it's a broken record. The Braves' offense is really good. Yeah, I mean, they look, they they swung the bats, you know, as, I mean, uh, as well as you could swing it, as kind of well as I've seen in a three-game series. So, um, you know, we did a decent job scoring runs this series for sure. Um, you know, they just got a lot of hitters just locked in, and it's, you know, which which hitter you pick to go after, it's, it's, it's tough because it's up and down the lineup. How tough is it, too? It's like, you, you know, you, take, you work so hard to take a lead, and then it's it's hard to hold them and hard to hold yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, I think you know that. Um, I think you know that you know you got you got to get 27 outs against them, and that's that's challenge every inning, no matter you know lead behind whatever's going on. So, um, you know, we did we did a nice job putting runs on the board. Um, had a nice rally against a, a good pitcher um, uh, in McHugh, and, and put a three spot up there. But um, you know, unfortunately, just you know we just couldn't hold it. How much of what they did on offense in the series was, was just really good offense, and how much of it was just lack of execution on your pitcher's part? I don't know. With, uh, with Colin, the, the walk to Riley in front of that Olsen homer um, in the third? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that's a long at bat. And it's a yeah, I mean, ball. it was, you know, look, it was a good pitch, um, close pitch. For sure, um, you know when you want, feel like you make a great pitch and just didn't get it. Um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't. Uh, you know, they, they took a big swing after that, and that's that's kind of the, that's how it works. You know, you make you feel like you make a good pitch and don't get it out, and somebody else hurts you. What do you think of Colin overall? I mean, the eight strikeouts. Was yeah, I mean, it's you know, Colin's games have been you know, again, this is you know, similar to Milwaukee series. That you know, they're hitting their home runs and on base, so it's just multiple, multiple. Run homers, um, you know, cro- you know, crooked nut single, not the ones, you know, that um, keep the score down. Three run homer, two run homer, you know, those those are tough to come back from. You feel like we saw some of the good of Carlos Santana at the plate and in the field today too. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he made that double play on the double play was a really nice play for sure. Um, obviously, the homer is something that um, he's capable of doing the walk, so a yeah, nice game. I think, uh, I think it was was it with Elvis on the mound. He even went out and it looked like he was chiming in on the infield meeting. And yeah, I mean, just just trying to you know help help there, and he should have a voice. He's definitely earned having a voice in this in this stuff, and wanted to have a voice. He's fun, man. I'm excited to see what Carlos Santana can do in this clubhouse. He already feels right at home. So last couple of minutes of the show. Let's get you the upcoming schedule for the crew and what our broadcasts, uh, schedules, and air times are going to be moving ahead. So, road trip continues tomorrow in Washington, taking on 
the Nats in our nation's capital. Coverage will begin at 5.30 right here on WTMJ. And uh, you can catch me on Brewers Extra Innings after the game tomorrow. It'll be a 6.05 Central Time first pitch from Nationals Park. Then Tuesday, same time, same place, but different postgame host. It'll be Bob Brainerd on Tuesday after the game against the Nats. And then on Wednesday, it is a 12.05 Central Time first pitch. No postgame on Wednesday as it'll go straight into Wisconsin's afternoon news. 11.30 for the pregame coverage on Wednesday. And then they are back home on Thursday as they are hosting the Pittsburgh Pirates. That'll be at 5.40 Airtime on Thursday, a six a six fifteen first pitch given. It is national TV once again on Thursday night with the uh, with Fox coming to town Thursday, and then I've got you for extra innings all weekend long against these Pirates. So again, six fifteen Thursday odd start time because of the national TV uh, perspective. Then we're back to normal. 7-10 on Friday, 6-10 on Saturday, and then 1-10 on Sunday. The Brewers, they get Wid Miley back this week. They'll hopefully get Brandon Woodruff back on the homestand. And the trade deadline is about 48 hours and 23 minutes away. What more will Matt Arnold do here in the final few hours to decide? Thank you for listening. Thanks to Jeff Cirillo for joining us and for our producer, Evan Wittallison, and a credit to Kurt Hogue for getting us the council audio. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.